Next up on WealthWorks Radio, if running out of money in retirement is a concern of yours, you're not alone. According to a recent Go Banking Rate survey, 66% of Americans are feeling that way. Let's calm that fear and offer you some strategies to help make sure that doesn't happen. Stay tuned. And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Welcome in, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joining us today, as always, Eric Carney. Eric is a fiduciary independent. He's president of Retirement Wealth. Joseph Lenz, an independent fiduciary as well. You guys uh, really are, are obviously an integral part of what it is you do at Retirement Wealth. And there is a lot going on. Uh, hi, Eric. Hi, Joseph. How's things? Good morning, Steve. Hi, hey. Steve. Hey, Joseph. Um, so we were just talking and... and um, you know, yeah, running out of money, certainly that's a concern. But right now, everybody seems to be talking about this uh, this SVB bank and uh, also Signature Bank. And what's going on? <laughs> so, yeah, the, the banking situation right now is just a complete mess. Uh, you know, Silicon Valley, a lot of people are freaking out and panicking. And it's not really a big deal. I mean, you know, I, I don't think people realize how often banks fail. I mean, there were actually four banks in 2020 that actually failed. Really? How come we yeah. didn't hear about that well i don't know i mean you know it was only 458 million dollars so maybe that's why you know um this one's a little bit bigger uh 2019 we also had four failures uh 2017 there were eight failures huh and if you go all the way back to 2008 which was you know a, a pretty bad year there were 25 failures, but when you think that things are actually getting better, there were actually 140 failures in 2009, and the most failures that we've had in the past 15, 20 years is actually 2010 with 157 uh, failures. So we don't hear about these for a couple of reasons. Number one, they're smaller. Number two, they're not as like sexy as this one because this one's involved with crypto and Silicon Valley and everything that goes on out there. So all of a sudden it's a really big deal, but also we didn't have the inflation that we had back then. We weren't on the verge of a recession back then. Um, and so there's a lot of things that are happening now um, that are that are really big deals and interest rates, you know, really have uh, impeded these banks as well. Uh, they've helped an awful lot, but then they have also ruined others depending on how they were backed. And on this one, well, it was backed by crypto. And usually you take a bank and, and typically a bank or many of these insurance companies, and sometimes uh, you take a, a company like North American, they've been around since 1896. Uh, a lot of these other uh, big insurance companies were built or formed in the 1800s. And so they've been around for a while, but they also back everything up very conservatively. And th it, that's not what it was with Silicon Bank. I mean, they were, you know, they were basically crypto driven. So, you know, it was a pretty risky venture type of of bank and, and all those venture capitalists out there in California, this is what they deal with on a regular basis. I think uh, Mark Cuban said that he had uh, between eight and $10 million in that bank based on another venture capital uh, project that he was working on. So again, you know, a big mess for a lot of people, but for the typical investor, it's a few down days in the market and then we move on. And then we move on. Well, I mean, again, so far this week, the, the market has moved on. 
It has. I mean, and, and so the thing is, is that when something happens, you know, a lot of this affected the bigger banks for about a day, but, you know, they're pretty well shored up. And again, as interest rates move up, they're actually making more money now. And so for a long time, they weren't making very much money because they were loaning out money at basically practically nothing. And so, um, you know, I, I still have uh, commercial loans on my offices and I'm paying right under 5%. I mean, that's unbelievable. And so when rates had dropped, you know, and I was paying a little bit more, I said, hey, you guys, I said, either you drop my rate or I go somewhere else because I can refinance this, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, we'll give you this price, you know, and no paperwork or anything. They literally just dropped it down and now I'm there. And so, you know, it, it's funny the other day because they're like, well, you know, if you buy anything, you know, you're, you're not going to get that rate. And they're kind of like laughing now, right? But hey, I figure I can still afford to pay a higher interest rate because all my other interest rates are so low. And when you really dollar cost average them in, it's still a darn good deal. Right. So that's what the consumer has to take a look at. Um, when, when you take a look at this bank, what, what, what it really comes down to with this is that you want to make sure that you go through your investments and making sure that you don't have anything that is toxic in your portfolio. And now I've been talking about this for a long time. Now people are starting to realize, now I understand what it's like to have something that is toxic in my portfolio. Sure, wow, what, a, what an eye-opening experience this is, huh? I, I think so, and, and this is something where you really have to go through your portfolio and you really have to take a look at everything. Um, you know, when you take a look at a portfolio, I hope that you understand and have heard of every single company that's in there. Because quite frankly, if I had Silicon Valley Bank in the portfolio, somebody should be looking at that and say, Eric, what bank is this? Because I think everyone has heard of Goldman Sachs or everyone has heard of uh, Bank of America or JP Morgan, but I've never even heard of Silicon Valley Bank. No, who? No, I hadn't either until right. I saw the headlines. Right. And so it's probably not something that I would even invest in. And so, again, the bigger banks who are well shored up um, have plenty of cash reserves. I think uh, I was reading that Schwab actually has 80 mm percent -hmm. of its uh, accounts insured. The client's um, cash is backed 80 percent dollar for dollar, dollar for FDIC. dollar. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, I mean, it's like I mean, that is a bank where, you know, they're pretty well shored up. Yeah. So that's what we're looking for is we're looking for, you know, stability when when times like this happen. And and it is going to happen. Look, I mean, you know, this is this has not been uh, an easy start to the year, especially after coming off of last year. So the bottom line is, is that, you know, investors cannot afford to take another hit in their portfolios. And so this is, again, where you have to realize, go through that portfolio, see if you have anything that's toxic. And the last thing that I want to say is interest rate sensitive. What have I been talking about for the past year and a half? If you have anything that is interest rate sensitive, you better be asking yourself if you're managing your money, why you have those. Or even worse, if you have an advisor and you have interest rate sensitive investments, ask them why. Because right here with this bank right here, that is that was very interest rate sensitive. You shouldn't have I've had any exposure to that. Bond funds still aren't doing very well. I think that bonds eventually will come into play and it's actually coming up very soon, but they haven't been for the past few years. So again, this should be an eye-opening experience and say, look, I need to get a grip on my portfolio and understand where I where I fall. Sure. And and so what are you telling your clients, Eric, and in terms of making them just reassuring, I guess is what I'm asking. I, I think it's, 
like, look, we've been paying attention for a year and a half. I mean, you know, the year and a half while this whole market's been horrible, we've been reaching out to you guys. We've been telling you, look, we have not been interest rate sensitive. You do not have anything that is toxic in your portfolio. I mean, there's a lot of clean holdings that we keep taking a look at. Um, you know, we've been stressing this over and over and over. Stick to the financial plan, stick to the income plan. That's the only thing that I care about. We're going to manage the portfolio. We're gonna manage your financial plan. You go on about your life. And again, this is not about the international economy. This is not about the domestic economy. This is about your personal economy. And believe me, SVB shouldn't even have anything to do with your life or your portfolio. That mess isn't going to be your mess. It's not your mess to fix, right? That's right. Yeah. And so overall, you know, there's the FDIC and, and they're kind of, they've stepped in and deposits are, are insured for 250000 However, that has been changed in this case. Is that right? Yes. The government is actually making everybody whole on SVB's case because what we saw was a lot of people started moving their money out of those smaller banks and putting it into larger banks. So we call that going on a run. If you remember all the stories back from the Great Depression, everybody going to the bank all at once to pull out all their money. Well, as people know, banks invest people's money that they that their people put in with them. So they don't have all that money liquid at all times. Their reserves are normally not at 100%. That's how banks make money. Mm -hmm. So but people started doing that with these smaller banks. And you started seeing a lot of the smaller banks, even ones that were smaller, but still public and on the stock market were down insane amounts because everybody was pulling their assets out and actually giving them to these larger banks. So part of the reason the government came, stepped in and said, hey, you know, a lot of people are calling it not a bailout, but when you really think about it, they're they're telling all the depositors we're going to cover whatever's over the two hundred and fifty thousand that FDIC is not. So they're stepping in and making them whole to kind of prevent people from going out on this run and show them that hey, we have the you know the government has the liquidity in order to do this, and the government's also claiming that it's coming from another fund that banks pay into for reserves. Um, however true that may be, that way they people don't think that it's coming from taxpayers' dollars. You know the taxpayers. Sure aren't the ones that are bailing out these guys. Understood. So what's the takeaway? I mean, what do we uh, what do we take away from this? And, and do we just keep our eye on things and, and just sort of rely on you? Well, I think this is where you take a look at your assets and your holdings and your investments. And are you going with the best of the best? And that's not saying that the best of the best can't ever fail. But when you really take a look at this, Goldman Sachs, uh, JP Morgan, again, Bank of America, these banks are actually more than likely going to benefit from this. And so again, that's why you're, you're, you're looking at your investments and you really want to know that you don't have anything that is toxic in the portfolio. Make sure that your, your advisor's reaching out to you, you know, making sure that, you know, that you hear from your advisor and say, look, this is not affecting you, but this is what we're doing about it. People want to understand that you've done something um, and that then you're actually being proactive. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about the before, the during, and then the aftermath as well of, of any event. But um, this is just something where everyone has to be wide aware of. All right. Well, again, on that note, I look forward to our next segment. Let's take a quick break and invite folks to call. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. 
We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Hey, that sounds fantastic, folks. Do take advantage of this opportunity to sit down with, with the team at Retirement Wealth and go through that financial plan. Get that financial roadmap put together. Give us a call, 800-779-1942. You'll get the comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, and you'll walk out with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, let's continue the conversation of not running out of money in retirement. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, and we have had a great conversation in the first segment. Uh, really, you gave us some insight, Eric, Joseph, I mean, in terms of what's going on with this SVB bank and the signature bank and, and how really little impact that should have on any of us. Right. I mean, it's, look, everybody's reviewing reviewing their plans again, and that's what we need to be sticking with. And it's like, you know, it's funny too, like last year was an interesting year because all of a sudden people are coming out with these funky products that they hear from their advisors. And what the advisors are trying to do is pull a rabbit out of their hat. And they're like, yeah, you know, I know your accounts are down, but look at this. And then they show them the shiny new thing and whatever it may be, they think that that's a solution to their problems. Well, more than likely, it's going to benefit the advisor, not necessarily you. What's going to get you out of the hole is a portfolio recovery strategy, an income plan, and a financial plan, and time. You need a cooperative stock market. And if what you have is good quality holdings, fairly strong alpha, You've got some dividend payers in there. You're going to be just fine over time. Everything should recover. You just don't know when that is. I mean, this market has been lagging for a very long time. 2008, you saw the market fall apart in the fall of 2008. But if you look at it a year later, it actually recovered quite nicely, especially if you had a strong recovery portfolio. But there's a lot of people who don't have the ability to bounce back because they're still in interest rate sensitive investments. So this is where we have to really pay attention and say, look, how am I going to recover from this? And that's what we're actually looking at. Wow. I, and again, that, that just makes so much sense. Folks, if you want to get a head start, just give us a call. It's 800-779-1942. And, you know, not running out of money in retirement, always top of mind. And uh, that's something that you guys really uh, do a great job with. Yeah, it's actually the number one thing that is on everybody's mind when they first come in. And it's the number one thing that we want to know. You know, whenever we meet with somebody new, if they always want to start talking about investments first or here's what I got, you know, we always start with the income plan first because we have to have the peace of mind, whether the client wants it or not, right? We have to have the peace of mind and understand that this client is not going to run out of money and that they're actually going in the right direction before we can ever decide what those investments will be. Because we find and we hear from a lot of other um of clients that sit down with other investment advisors, you know, they sit down at the table and they're like, here's my spending, whatever. And then, you know, the advisor's like, well, what do you got right now? How's it invested? Okay, well, here's what we can do for you. You want to invest with us? And it's like, that's just, you know, 
you're looking at one piece of a, of a much larger puzzle that you have to solve for somebody. And that piece of the investments is actually come, sometimes the later piece that you put onto that puzzle. First, you're starting to build out that plan and understand this person's lifestyle and make sure that they're not going to run out of money. That's always the first question that you want to be, as an advisor, you want to be able to answer for somebody. Sure. Well, well I'm, yeah, go ahead. And, and then, I mean, listen to this. You go into the doctor, right? And you're like, I am not feeling very well at all. Mm -hmm. I am very sick. And the doctor looks at you and he says, all right, I'll be right back. I'm going to give you a prescription. And you'd be like, well, what the hell? Like, you didn't even look at me, right? You didn't run any tests. You didn't draw any blood. I just told you that I'm very, very sick. And you're like, uh, let's just try this. That, that's what it's like when you go into an advisor's office. They're not asking a lot of questions. They're not doing any diagnosis. They're not doing any planning or any testing. And that doesn't make sense to me. And so people out there are getting a lot smarter, but there's a lot of people who just believe that they can outperform their retirement. You can't. You have to plan. You have to strategize. You have to be prepared. You have to put a strategy in order uh, to get through difficult times like this whole last year and a half. I mean, I'm talking about this year because I feel like it's already half over. My God, it's yeah. just flying by. And it's just as much of a train wreck as last year. I can't really tell the difference between this year and last year. So the bottom line is that, you know, you can't go into a doctor and just to say, I'm really sick. You know that they're going to run tests. They're going to draw blood. They're going to look at a lot of things. And then they're going to start to prescribe medicine. So it's, it's no different in the wealth world than it is the health world. You have to go through and we have to do uh, a lot of planning, a lot of questions and take a look at what you actually need. Again, purpose determines placement. Right. Well, I like that wealth world and health world. You make a great comparison there. And I, I think it's I think it is important for folks to, to really sort of begin to have that conversation because, you know, like you said, sometimes they'll just give you a med, you know, like you said, that example that you had. But again, that doesn't work when it comes to our retirement. You can't just arbitrarily say, well, do this and everything will be fine. No. And then, you know, you, you have to take into account the client's investments and then what's going on in the outside world. Mm -hmm. You know, where are interest rates? What is inflation? Uh, what, you know, what is the uh, economy like out there? So there's so many different things that you have to really take a look at. There's a lot of factors involved in that. And so every client is different. Um, you know, you're obviously you're trying to put everyone in a better position, but there's different kinds of accounts and different time frames, different horizons, different income needs. Um, some people want to leave everything to their kids. Some people want to blow every single penny. It just, you know, where are you in, in that in, in that time frame? So, again, we've got to figure out what your needs are and then plan from there. Sure. Uh, so the stock market obviously been a little crazy, continues to be crazy, been crazy for a while. Um, so as an investor or as someone that's nearing retirement, is it time to give up on the stock market, take everything out? No, I think it's just time to be smart about it. You okay. know, this is where a smarter allocation has to come through. Um, you know, are you prepared to take advantage of a down market? A lot of people are still fully invested. Uh, do you have bond funds that have taken a hit? Realize that more than likely those bond funds are not going to recover as quickly as you expect them to. So maybe you need to find something that's more alpha driven. Do you need more income in your account? You know, do you need more stability in your account? The bottom line is, is that anytime that you go through a difficult event, does your portfolio have the ability to, to live another day, to fight another day? 
And that's what we're really trying to create with our clients' accounts. The market's not always good, but sometimes what happens is, is that you want to have strategies in place to take advantage of a down market. Now, so I'm trying to raise cash to be able to take advantage of down positions that I think in the next two to three years I can significantly benefit from. So those are the same things that we have to keep doing for our clients. Where is the where is the part of the portfolio that I can take advantage of with this down market? Yeah, well, and and there is that out there, isn't there? There is. There's a lot of opportunities out there right now. Um, and, and, and again, you know, I think we did some buying in December and also in January, and I thought that we bought pretty low back then. Um, and we're still dollar cost averaging in, but it's a lot of work. I mean, managing money is not an easy feat. It's not always perfect. And it literally is an ongoing process. So is this the time to think, well, okay, uh, this is going on. This, is this the time to time the market or is there no right time to time the market? Yeah, there's really no right time to time it. And going back to what Eric was just talking about, I wanted to bring up this, this good stat here because since 1928, the S&P 500 has returned on average annually 9.9%. So we're looking at a, a large period over time. But when you really take this into account and then you take into account, you know, the factor of long-term inflation as well and how important it is to keep your money invested, you want to remind yourself if your objective is long-term on this account, which if it's a retirement account, then it should be a long-term account even when you get into retirement. So even if you're 65 years old and you just retired and you have that account, well, that account most likely needs to have a life of probably 25 years to get you all the way through retirement. That's a long time period. So when your objective is that longer term, then you don't want to make knee-jerk reactions to short-term movements in the market where you're pulling money out in cash and then you're just staying in cash. Because we've seen this a hundred times and you know anybody that's invested before has probably gone through this when they first started investing. But you see people completely move to cash, right? Or a large portion of the, of the portfolio completely moves to cash. Mm -hmm. And then they get paralysis by overanalysis is what we like to call it, where people are just way too afraid to do anything. And the market starts to tick back up, right? A lot of times it happens when the market's at its lowest is when people sell out because they're thinking, oh my gosh, it can never get better. This is the worst. Their fears through the roof. They sell out. And then the market starts to slowly get better, or it has a 5% jump. People are like, ah, it's just, a, you know, it's just a, a false jump there. Then it goes up another 5%, and then they start biting their nails, and then they start freaking out about when am I actually going to put this money back in the market. And by the time they actually put that money back in the market, the easiest money has already been made. Right. The, that money, that was, all the, time. the money that was that you sold out at the bottom that is now just slightly back to where it is right here, right, is that was the easiest money and the quickest money that a lot of people actually made and recover. And it's going to take a lot longer to try to recover if your money is in cash and you're trying to time it. So basically, I mean, it's, it seems to me and, and your statistics about the S&P were interesting in that, you know, again, long term, I'm going to be a winner. Yeah, long term. If you pull anything, you know, the, the thing about the market is if you pull anything short term, you can normally cherry pick and make it say exactly what you want, right? Yeah. You could, you could take uh, 2019, 2020, and 2021 and show somebody that in those three years, the average return on the market was, you know, 15 or 20% because those three years, the market did beautiful. Mm -hmm. But then you could also show someone the returns from 2000, 2001, and 2002 where the returns were negative on average for that three-year period. Sure. So we're looking at long-term because especially if, and if somebody's trying to time the market, timing the market short-term, I mean, you better have a, a glass ball that's telling you the future because if, <laughs> if, if not, 
you're going to, you know, you're headed down the wrong path. You're exactly right. Well, let's make sure you're headed down the right path. Offer folks a chance to call right now. Get on your calendar and, and just make sure. Sounds good, Steve. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. 800-779-1942. Get that comprehensive financial review. Get you on your right road to retirement. 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, when we come back, we'll offer some suggestions to help keep your retirement on track despite runaway inflation and a roller coaster stock market it's a real double whammy for investors heading into retirement Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney, Joseph Lanza. I'm Steve Siddall, and we are having a great discussion today talking about the, you know, the, the bank failure and what that means. And really, my takeaway, Eric, is I'm not sure I need to be concerned about it. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things that people think, you know, they don't need to be concerned about, but there's a lot of things to be concerned about. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just... If it's not one thing, it is another. And, you know, but this is where the financial plan kind of comes into play. You know, everybody's worried about inflation this year. If you've been, if you've actually had a financial plan for the past 10 years, you are right on target. Inflation should not be an issue for you. You know, I, I was seeing uh, on the news last night that eggs are up 55.6%. Huh? I was like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. And um, how do you buy egg stock? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I do know this. Um, in order for a chicken farm to be successful, they have to have at least one million chickens. Wow. Ugh. Uh -huh. That's crazy. That's just in order to be profitable. All I think about is how bad it smells. That's, that's the only thing I can think <laughs> of, too. Oh, my God. I just can't even imagine. So, anyways. Uh, my yeah. daughter's got six chickens, and I think that's plenty. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Mm. Wow. I mean, I think it's cool. I mean, we had a client that had chickens and I, I would always pull in the driveway, terrified that I would like run one over, but they obviously like move out of the way. But I mean, they are pretty actually social animals. Mm -hmm. You right. know, they just want to like peck at everything and, and whatever. But exactly. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, yeah, you know, there's there's just a lot of issues out there. But like I said, I mean, uh, inflation should not be an issue. I, I'm I'm still blown away. I never really paid attention to grocery prices. I just paid it and then I walked out. But my God, lately, I just cannot get over the grocery bills. Oh, it's it crazy. Is, it's it's insane. Uh, it, yeah. it cost me. Um, so here, here's something I made meatloaf the other night. And uh, I figured that it cost me about $14.50 to make that meatloaf. Now, when you think about it, you can actually get a lot of meals out of that one meatloaf. Mm -hmm. So, but my God, going out and eating anymore, it's, it's gotten to be so expensive. It's not even funny. Oh, I know. 
Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, exactly. And and so let's talk about this. Let's talk about buffering um, in retirement and what that means. I know we want to put a buffer up there to make right. sure that we don't get you know taken down. But what do we do? How do we do that? Well, it's all part of your investment protection uh, plan or if your investment strategy, I should say. And this is something that if, especially if you're working with an advisor, you should be on the same page with them about what your strategy for the market is. And even if you're managing your own funds, you want to always have a philosophy or a strategy in place for whatever that is, that whatever your um, plan is going to be if the market goes down or if the market goes up, you know, how is your account going to be set up? And the reason that you do this ahead of time and that we're always on the same page with our clients and they understand their strategy is that way when the market does get into a tizzy like it did last year, it's easier to take emotions out of this when you have a plan in place and you have that strategy. You know, you want to stick to your investment philosophy no matter what is going on in the market. So when you have something in your strategy like some sort of downside protection where you're saying to yourself, okay, if the market comes down to here, uh, you know, we're going to sell this and buy this. Or this is in the portfolio to hedge against the market for when it goes down. And then when it does go down, here's what's going to happen in the portfolio. You're setting that up ahead of time. That way, when the market gets to those levels or the market actually is going through exactly what you prepared for, you don't have to think that much, right? You don't have to rely on your emotions to say, should I do this or should I not do this? You're automatically executing that in the account. So it takes away that human element that a lot of times actually ruins investing um, when you have your emotions a part of it and you're making the wrong decision. Wow. All right. That makes sense. And so um, let's talk about the I was reading about um, buffer ETFs. Is that something new or is that something I'm just not just now discovering? I think they've been around for a long time. Uh, they tend to, or they attempt to limit the downside risk in exchange for capping upside gains. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, another option to that is buffer annuities. You know, uh, you know, they're known as registered index linked uh, annuities or, or RELAs and it, it, as if we need another acronym in the investment world. But um, the bottom line is, is that when you really get into these, <laughs> they're a mess. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just think you're trying to time the market. You're, you're trying to guess when it's going to go up, when it's going to go down. I don't want to have anything to do with those. Look, my clients want simple, easy, well thought out just a managed portfolio on a regular basis. I mean, you know, and to get back to the bank thing and even this, you know, if we ever did invest in a bank, again, it's gonna be the best of breed that we're gonna get into. And there's gotta be a reason why we're doing that. When you try to get into these buffer uh, products, you're, you're kind of just guessing. And it's like, I don't wanna have anything to do with them. And the bottom line is, is that when you actually take a look at and see how much money's actually invested in these, it's actually not very much. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're put out there um, and people do go into them, but they're not used on a regular basis. And uh, it's just something that I want to stay away from and avoid. All right. I, but the, I like that. The um, So one of the things that people are talking about now is, um, you know, like a, a staged or a, a second act in retirement. In other words, keep working, but maybe doing something you really like to do. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people do. You know, they're, they're, they're looking for something that, you know, they still can be some, somewhat brain dead at, right? Yeah. Like, it's just fun. Like, I have a guy that washes boats. I mean, he's like, you know, I, I don't I don't need the money. He goes, but I like the people that I meet. And it, he goes, it's just mindless fun work. He's like, I actually like rinsing off the boat. I get to see all new boats. 
And, uh, you know, if I want to take off Friday and Saturday, I just tell them, Hey, I'm not working. And they're like, you got to work. And he's like, well, I quit. (laughs) I I mean, that's pretty much it. The only thing that I will tell retirees out there right now is that, uh, your work ethic is amazing. And so when you want to go somewhere and work for two days and you're such a great worker, a lot of times they're going to try to reel you in for full-time work. And that actually happened to a client of ours. Um, he was actually uh, delivering paint and um, he just retired young, um, had a good chunk of money, but all of a sudden he's hauling paint, you know, it goes from two days a week up to five days a week. And he's like, I'm too old to be, you know, hauling all this paint all over the place. And uh, so he ended up leaving there, but, you know, basically they're just like putting him through the ringer because he's such a good worker. You know, right. we, we end up uh, abusing these people just because, you know, they show up for work and they have such a, a, a good uh, work ethic. So you got to be careful of that, too. <laughs> right. So this is interesting. Somebody mentioned mini retirements. And, and I've got a good friend of mine uh, who was in the TV business, TV producer, and he decided at 40 he was going to take six months off a mini retirement and he did it at 45 and he did it at 50. I mean that's that's a pretty cool thing to do if you can manage it. I would say so um I actually knew an advisor he was an investment advisor and um he actually and this is actually even before the pandemic he actually bought a uh, travel trailer and him and his family went on the road for two months and he said look I'm still going to work five hours a day And so he ended up working Monday through Saturday, five hours a day. And so he ended up having a 30 hour work week. Um, And and he just said, look, you know, when I'm working, you guys got to go somewhere else. And so between him and his office and his staff, he ended up going on the road for two months and they saw pretty much the entire country. Um, And he's like, it was one of the best experiences that I ever had. Uh, There's other people that do this from a sailboat. Um, We've been known of people that get on a sailboat and and go on an extremely long cruise. The bottom line is, is that you, you know, you really have to be prepared for that. But that's something where, you know what, you really are killing two birds with one stone. If you know that you can still get your your responsibilities taken care of and everything is still running, um, I think that's a great way to do it. And I'll tell you, obviously, we all know it's a lot easier to travel, especially to places that are more difficult when you're younger. And so this is where we want to experience a lot of things when we're younger and we can actually physically do something um, and, and be able to to enjoy it a little bit more. So I don't think these mini retirements are such a bad idea. Sure. Is that something that you could help us sort of structure? Yeah. I mean, Donna sat down with several people. And again, we've put this in their financial plan because not only does it come along with buying like an RV or a trailer or whatever it may be, like uh, we, we have two clients right now that I've been working with for a long time. They're probably one of my very first original clients. Um, they're going through retirement right now. They live in Texas, two very smart engineers. And, you know, he's bragging to me that they got a pontoon boat. And then they're bragging to me that they got this huge uh, fifth wheel. And I was like, okay, now we got to factor in fuel. And there's like a, a long silence. And he goes, Oh man, I never thought about the fuel. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like it was just funny. So we ended up putting that into their into their financial plan because now all of a sudden you have storage, you have insurance, you have fuel, and a lot of times it's not the actual purchase of something it's everything that goes along with it right kind of like the house yeah exactly right i mean you buy a house well now you need to insure it now you got to put furniture in there and now you need you know draperies and gotta fix the roof i gotta fix the hvac exactly (laughs) it all adds up man it's 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 
life is expensive. So <laughs> yes, I like prepared. that as a, as a takeaway. Let's call that the, the segment. And uh, yeah, life. Okay. Uh, let's just take a break and, and uh, invite folks to call. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Hey, that sounds fantastic, folks. Here it is, a great opportunity for you to come on in, sit down, get a financial roadmap put together once and for all. It's an excellent chance for you to get that true, practical financial review. And if you're looking for a second opinion, yes, I. this is the time to call, 800-779-1942. And you will get that comprehensive financial review, plus all the extras that Joseph talked about, the portfolio analysis, the Social Security analysis, all of that covered, no cost, no obligation. It is uh, really a, a roadmap to help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Coming up next, my favorite part, questions from you and answers from me. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. Segment four on WealthWorks Radio, and that means it's questions from listeners. We've got Eric Carney here, Joseph Lanza uh, of the Retirement Wealth, uh, independent fiduciary advisors. Uh, Eric, of course, president of Retirement Wealth. And, uh, you know, you can visit the website, Eric ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. And also you can go to well, Apple or Google, anywhere that you get a podcast, you can find this very show. Eric, do you know that you've uh, we're over uh, two hundred, I think, thirty some shows uh, that are that's uh, part of your podcast? Wow, that's amazing! That's incredible. Yeah, I like it. It's um, and again, it's a great. I mean, think of it as a sort of an encyclopedia. Yeah, we've actually had clients call from California, Texas. We have one calling from Hawaii right now who have listened to the podcast. And who have called in um, this uh, coming Monday? I actually, have a, a appointment with a gentleman from California who's been listening to quite a few. So wow. it's been interesting how you know how how far out it really gets. Sure. Uh, it's been pretty cool. Well, this weekend will be number two hundred five. Wow! So there okay. You go. So there you go. All right. Um, let's go ahead and jump into some questions here. We've got some good ones this week. Uh, Gary is in Bonita Springs, and he says, "I'm at my wit's end with my current employer, and I'm not sure how long I can keep working for these boneheads." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sixty years old, planning to retire in a couple of years anyway. Would it be foolish to just walk away now? How do I know if I have enough money to be okay? Take this job and show it. Johnny paycheck action right there. No more. (laughs) That's right. Uh, I mean, you know, what's funny is we get this call all the time. I mean, there's been a lot of times where we've had to talk people off that ledge. Um, uh, We had a uh, uh, executive from, oh yeah, I can say it because she's not there anymore, Xerox. And uh, I mean, it was like, you know, we had to pay down some debt. 
um, and we had to work on a few things. Her daughter was getting married, and we just had to work on a few things. And I'm like, ah, Mike, come on, you got to give me six more months, six more months, and your plan is perfect, right? And she's like, okay. And so, anyways, we 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 ended up creating a way for her to get along with her boss. Uh, it was basically implementing sustainability. And so, you know, the biggest thing for for you, Gary, is to really get a financial plan done and see what it looks like, because maybe you can leave these boneheads and then go <laughs> do something part time, you know, that you actually enjoy and still make a little bit of money. I mean, healthcare. Um, you know, you're 60 years old, you have five years till Medicare. So a lot of times it is healthcare that you know, you want, you want to be concerned about. So let's get the financial plan done, see what that looks like, uh, maybe get you some healthcare alternatives, and then go from there. Hey, give us a call, Gary, 800-779-1942. On we go, Ed in Englewood. He says, what are the reasons that would make it a good idea for me to have a trust? A friend says it's one way to minimize taxes. I'm just confused, and it seems like a big decision. Would appreciate your thoughts. Yeah, so the easiest way to look at it is trusts are separate entities um, from yourself in the eyes of the government. That's the best way to look at it and differentiate. So when there's an asset that was yours and then you put it in the trust, in their eyes, that is no longer owned by you. It's actually owned by the trust. So a lot of times it's used for legal purposes of what assets are in your name as opposed to the trust name. And trusts are still taxed. So don't think that anything in a trust is like a Roth where it's just tax free. Um, but people sometimes move um, income producing assets into trusts, or a lot of times they're even used to make sure that their generational wishes for assets to, that are, you know, being given to the next generation actually come true because you can write those in the trust bylaws on how that account is going to react once you're gone. So do you guys work with the estate planning attorneys? Yeah, we do work with a couple of estate planning attorneys just because it is so relevant in somebody's financial plan. Right. And planning for that generational wealth transfer is extremely important. And you want to make sure that that's done in the most tax efficient way possible, that it's done in the, the smoothest way for that next generation. And that sometimes a lot of, you know, the wishes that some of these parents have for their children, it, it varies. Some people don't want their kids getting lump sums of money. Some of them want to fund some type of pension for their kids. There's a lot of different things you can do. So we do work with some great um, estate planners in the area that put that in place for everybody. That's nice. I mean, it's good that, that I don't have to go find out, find somebody on my own if I'm working with you guys. Yeah. And we try to have good communication with whoever is, is that we're working with in whatever area that is. Sure. 800-779-1942. Ed, there you go. Uh, Millie in Marco. Uh, she says, what is the advantage of using the one-time IRA to HSA rollover versus a withdrawal from your IRA? That's a taxable event. And then contributing the same amount, reducing taxes into your HSA. Uh, this one just seems complicated to me. I, I've never heard of that. I, I'm guessing you guys have. Yeah, so really it is, it's a, it's a lot less complicated than it needs to be, right? It's just saying, what's why would I pull it out of my IRA and then put it into my HSA if, instead of just doing an IRA to HSA rollover? Um, because when you take it out of your IRA, taxable event, obviously, and then when you're putting it back in, it's kind of like vice versa. You know, you're not getting a deduction at all right. because you're, you're taking it out as tax, but then you're getting the same exact deduction. So really... People do this, they roll it over to the IRA to the HSA, sometimes at the beginning of the year because it loads your HSA immediately for medical expenses that you get to use on that tax-free basis. And the really, I think it's less of a hassle to do that rollover than if you were to actually go about pulling that out of your 
IRA and then contributing it to your HSA mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I pulled this much out, but contributed this much here. Sure. So with the HSA, that really seems to be a, something growing in popularity. Not that it hasn't been popular, but with so many of us on high deductible plans, that really is something that, that I'm guessing you guys have a pr- pretty good handle on. Well, this might work for Gary, who was in the first question with his oh, okay. bonehead boss. So, All right. You know, I mean, this could be a way actually that he could fund health care, you know, out of his IRA. So, right. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could look at. All right. Well, there you go, Millie. Let's uh, give us a call, 800-779-1942. Let's keep going here. Uh, Howard is in Fort Myers. He says, I'm 29 years old. I have a good job earning decent money. I was shocked to learn that when I turn 30, I'll inherit $250,000 cash and two mortgages worth forty and $50,000, making me 8% interest. I have no outstanding debt. All my bills are paid. What should I do? What could I do with with this money? Well, at 29, plenty. Yeah, plenty. I mean, there's a lot of different options. But again, you know, you want to take a look at your age, what opportunities you have, and your time frame. So again, it's, you know, a lot of times, it's a lot of money. I will say this. It's a lot of money. But it's also a very long time frame. Like you have a very long life ahead of you. You know, there's a good chance that you could live another 60 years. So, again, you want to make sure that you're doing something that will benefit you now, five years, 10 years, 20 years, but also in 50 and 60 years. So, again, that's where you want to come in and do a plan based on your needs right now. Sure. 800-779-1942. That's the number to call. And uh, so, again, just kind of reviewing, we, you, you covered some serious ground here when it comes to the, the bank failure and how, how really what it's an event that we need to be aware of, but it isn't necessarily going to impact us in a negative way. No, and the interesting thing is is that people just get, you know, drawn to the news. And the news kind of, I think the news really messed this up too. Look, it was a completely different kind of bank than your typical bank. Um, It was a venture capital bank. It was a crypto bank. There's a lot of things that were dysfunctional about this bank. Now, you know, um, if if things had gone their way, it would be okay, but things didn't go their way. Um, and so all of a sudden it just blew up. But I mean, it kind of, in a lot of ways, it was a recipe for disaster to begin with. Um, so again, it should not be wreaking havoc. It should not have a ripple effect in your portfolio. And if it does, maybe you really need to rethink your positions. So again, pay attention to the toxicity that's in your portfolio. Pay attention to the, do you have the ability to recover in your portfolio and how are you going to do that? Right. And so again, the average person who has just spent, you know, their career, they're saving money, they've, you know, they've accumulated a fair amount of money. Quite frankly, I'm not sure I want to, I want to think about it a lot, um, which is why I want to work with you. That's exactly right. There's a lot of people that come into us and they say, Eric, I'm tired of, of worrying about my money. I want to give this to you. Now, what we have to give them back in return, Steve, is accountability and transparency. That's what most people are missing out there. They don't really understand what their advisor is doing or what their advisor is not doing. And so these are the things that we really need to focus on. And that's something that, you know, if I come in for a second opinion or just that review, those are the kinds of things that you can target in my portfolio and and say this, we could probably do this better. Yeah, a lot of times I just ask a simple question, you know, what are you looking for? And, you know, and then there's a lot of times where people will sit back in the chair and they're just like, they let out a big sigh and they're just like, I need so many things that I've never had, you know, and, and a lot of it is service, communication, a financial plan and income plan strategies. You know, they want to understand where they're going. What, what, what does my future look like? 
What is my positive forward progression? What is the plan for that? So there's a lot of things that people want that they're just not having. And again, the past year and a half has been difficult for a lot of clients and has not been easy. So they're looking for a change and they're looking for somebody to really uh, take care of this for them. Sure. And and again, those are the kinds of things that you do day in, day out. You've got a great team there, Eric, and, and uh, I know Joseph is a key part of that team, but uh, you guys just really are a voice of calm and a voice of reason through all of this. Yeah. And it's not easy. I mean, like I said, you know, when, when these banks collapsed and, and people were calling and emailing, Hey, does this, does this have anything to do with my accounts or anything to do with me? And I'm like, no, not at all. I mean, it's, like I said, it was a, it was one bad day in the market, and then all of a sudden, you know, everything pretty much bounced back. Now there might be other banks that come along, and there might be other failures that come along, but I don't think it's going to be anything that's so massive. I mean, like I said, we said in the beginning of the show, look how many banks have failed over the past ten and fifteen years, lots, lots. and so it's not going to be the last one that ever fails either. So again, it's not that big of a deal. It happens on a regular basis, right? And and again, on that note, let's go ahead and call it a show. This has been a fascinating show today, guys. Let's give folks one more chance to call us. Sure, Steve. Hey, everybody out there. Thank you for, for listening so much. And again, we always appreciate the positive feedback. If you feel like you're out there in a financial no man's land or you're really looking for a second opinion, give us a call today. We're going to take the next five callers who are in need of that financial plan that is missing. If you saved over $500,000 for retirement, this is a great opportunity for you. Let's run a financial plan for you. Let's run all the reports for you. The fee report, a Morningstar report, a tax analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where this financial plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio. And again, without any obligation, if you're interested in your very own income plan, give us a call and we'll show you ways to turbocharge that retirement income. Give us a call today. We're going to take the next five callers. It's fully complimentary. We're standing by. Give us a call today. Make that call while you're thinking of it, folks. It's 800-779-1942. You'll get the comprehensive financial review that Eric just talked about. And then you walk out with a roadmap to help get you to where you need to be as it comes to retirement. 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Eric, Joseph, always a pleasure. My favorite hour of the week. It goes by so quick. And again, great insight today. Gentlemen, again, thank you so much for a great show. Everybody out there, thank you again for listening. Remember, you only retire once. Let's get it right the first time. Have a great week and an even better retirement. Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity products guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida, insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. 
WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions.